man, man, man. You know there's a lot of people that were waiting on this show. Woof. May 6th at Five Bar in Beloit, Wisconsin was crunk. Excuse my 2004 vocabulary. But, you know, that's when I graduated high school and crunk. Little John, that was just the word. That's what we said. So I'm going to use it again. This show was awesome. Crunk. Tons of fun. I had a blast. Everybody there seemed to have a blast. Five Bar was a cool setup. And Edge of Your Seat Podcast friend, our homie, Ill Boy, rapper out of Kenosha, Wisconsin, originally from Freeport, Illinois, my neck of the woods. My mom lives in Freeport, Illinois. He put on a show for his newest LP, GMB, an acronym for Grown Man Business. The album is fire. Check it out on Spotify and all, everywhere that you can listen to music. It's on there. He puts it out. He gets it there. You'll listen. You'll love it. I love it. I listen to it frequently. I'm listening to Ill Boy music all the time. This album was tight. It does not let you down at all. So what's he do? He's like, hey, I want to put on a show at Five Bar, May 6th, in Beloit, Wisconsin, and I'm not doing this alone. I'm having my people come out to help them get their name out. And hits me up and says, bro, I want you to talk to some people. I want some people to talk to you. Let's get them out. Let's get this album out. Let's all get together, link up, connect, and do everything for everybody I sent him an apology text probably about an hour ago saying, bro, life happened. This show got pushed a little bit, like just about every Edge of Your Seat podcast episode right now, but we're getting them out so you can hear them, so you can enjoy, and this is one of them. It was so dope to meet all those artists and listen to every single one of them proving their talent and showing, showcasing that talent is everywhere. You don't have to be in New York. You don't have to be in Atlanta. You don't have to be in Chicago. You can be in Rockford. You can be in Beloit. You can be all over the place. Make good music and tell your story. And that's what every single one of these artists did. And Juicy Monroe would be mad at me if I didn't throw Madison, Wisconsin into that list either. Juicy was one of the performers. She's on here. As well as Whitley D. She started it off with some R&B. She is actually Ill Boy's cousin. She's got the voice, man. R&B. Woof. Woof. She could sing. She was followed by Bill Bros Baggins. Then Sincere Yours. He's from Detroit. All Day J. Red One from Rockford. We talked a little bit about our connections, where we might have seen each other, know each other. We didn't. I'm a little older, but we knew some of the same spots. Then Juicy Monroe. Then, the man, ill boy. Every single one of them was great. And I was like, hey, I got to talk to you. Whether you want to or not, hey, hey, let's talk. And we did. It was fantastic. Nothing but music, good vibes, some chats, either before or afterwards. It was kind of like a time deal where we could get it in. We're going to flip the card when it comes to these interviews on this podcast. So, the show started with Whitley D. She's going to be last. The show ended with Illboy. The podcast is going to start with him. It was his show, his album. We're just going to flip it up so he can be first and everybody else follows. But man, musically, they were all banging. Bangers, great songs. Everything was amazing. I could say that all day, seriously. 
So this is episode 229, where we have Ill Boy and all the performers at his album release party, GMB Grown Man Business. Edge of Your Seat Podcast was there, obviously. Myself, your host, Brandon Lachance, and my significant other, Alyssa Pico, we were handing out business cards. We had a banner on the table in the back. We were selling t-shirts. Edge of Your Seat Podcast all over the place. And of course, we said the plugs, told everybody the plugs, shouted it from the mountaintop or from the stage on a mic, however we had to do it. You can find this episode or any other episode of Edge of Your Seat Podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and the website www.rss.com backslash podcasts. That is with an S. It is plural. Backslash Edge of Your Seat Podcast. Social media, you know we're there. Twitter, Edge of Your Seat P, and Facebook, Edge of Your Seat Podcast. Have any questions, suggestions, want to be a guest, think you know somebody that would be a good guest, don't like something I said, or maybe you do, same thing with a guest. Hit us up via email, edgeofyourseatpodcast at gmail.com. Don't forget, if you want to sponsor, advertise with Edge of Your Seat Podcast, we always got room for you too. Love to have you on board. This show, like every other show, brought to you by Mendota Ford, a community dealership that is here for you. Before we speak to the artist, we're going to keep this 100% about music. No sports included, no nothing else, just music. We did a Bring It Back poll a little while ago where your votes decide what you want to listen to. We've been breaking down the Rolling Stone magazine's top 500 albums of all time. We put up a poll, four at a time, because that's what Twitter allows. So we went with the Twitter format, took it everywhere else, but present you four albums at a time, beautiful for, for us to listen to, and then we flip it around and tell you what we found out about the album, what we found out about the artist, and inform, educate, and enjoy music with all of you. So the last poll for Bring It Back, 456, was Al Green, Greatest Hits from 1975. 455 was Bo Diddley, Go Bo Diddley, an album from 1958. The album at 454 was Can, I don't think I'm going to say this right, Egg Bamasi, E-G-E space B-A-M-Y-A-S-I. You say it to yourself, then get back to me, send an email, hit me up, social media, how you really say that. That album is from 1972. Album 453 was Nine Inch Nails, Pretty Hate Machine from 1989. The oldest, album one, 1958's Bo Diddley, Go Bo Diddley. He was the champ of this poll, but it was close. He was one vote over Al Green, and Al Green was one vote over Nine Inch Nails. And as soon as this episode, 229 with Ill Boy and company comes out, the next poll will be up almost immediately. And this one is interesting. We have Hall of Famers, we have icons, we have names, new, old, everywhere in between that you know. This is going to be a good one. And please, keep the votes coming. I mean, I can listen to whatever I want. I know this, but it's cool to dig into something different, something that I would never listen to, and you help me by knowing what you listen to or what you think would be something cool to listen to if you don't know any of the artists. So please keep voting. I always appreciate that. We'll keep it rolling. This show brought to you by Mendota Ford 
a community dealership that is dedicated to being community first. A small dealership in a smaller town. The staff of general manager Ski Hartman and his associate Jason Hintz pride themselves in being here for you. They don't want to sell you one vehicle. They want to form a bond, a relationship to get you every vehicle you want and cars, trucks, and SUVs for your friends and family. Ski has lived in Princeton since he was five and has been with Mendota Ford for two years. He has plenty of experience helping you with all vehicles though, as he's been in the motorcycle business for 20 years and over 10 years in car sales and management. Jason Hintz has been with Mendota Ford for seven years and he's a Mendota native, giving him the experience needed to help customers in every way possible. You can purchase any vehicle off any lot in the Mendota Ford family. Ski and Jason will make sure they track it down and hand you the keys with a little jingle jangle. To check out the many options on the lot, Mendota Ford is located just south of Mendota on Highway 251. To look ahead or find a vehicle on another lot, check out www.mendotaford.com. Call 815-539-9314 for all vehicle inquiries with Mendota Ford. Let's get into the Bring It Back Bo Diddley. We'll break down the artist a little bit, some things about his life, some interesting tidbits, and then we'll go over the songs on the album, Go Bo Diddley, and rank them. Usually I rank all of them. I just told you which one was my favorite this time, because honestly, honestly, Every song, even though it was from 1958, was cool. It vibed. You could relate to it. It was a cool album to actually listen to check out. I really dug it. Don't know if I would listen to it on the norm, the music in 2022, or even what we grew up on, or I grew up on, in the 1990s and 2000s. It's way different. It's way, way different. But it's a cool different. It's a, hey, I wanted to hear this different. I'm really glad that Bo Diddley's album won this poll. Not saying I didn't want to listen to the other three. I actually favored Al Green. I know Al Green. I know his songs. I was like, I would love to listen to Al Green's whole Greatest Hits album. But when Bo Diddley won, I was cool with it. And then when I listened to it, I was even more cool with it. So Bo Diddley, that isn't his birth name. He was born Elias Otha Bates. On December 30th, 1928, he died at 79 years old, June 2nd, 2008. His hometown where he was born was Macomb, Mississippi, and he passed away at his home in Archer, Florida, and he had been all over the country in between, not just performing shows, but he's lived in Washington, D.C. He lived in California. He was all over the place. But Bo Diddley is known for playing a key role in the transition from blues to rock and roll. He's been labeled as an influencer to Elvis Presley, Buddy Holly, The Beatles, Rolling Stones, and The Clash, just to name a few. Huge names in the music business. He made his signature beat famous. It's five accent, hand bone rhythm, and now it's a cornerstone of hip hop, rock, and pop. There's not very many songs in 2022 that don't have that beat or a version of it of somehow. Those are just a couple of things that he did in music. And we'll list a lot of accolades later, but here's just a few. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, 1987. Blues Hall of Fame in 2003. And the R&B Hall of Fame in 2017. He has a Lifetime Achievement Grammy 
a Grammy Lifetime Achievement Award, and he has a Lifetime Achievement and Rhythm and Blues Foundation. Huge. You can't get higher than that. A Grammy Lifetime Achievement? Every single kind of music that has ever been played. Every genre. Every artist. Bo Diddley has a Lifetime Achievement. That's how great this man was. Let's go back. Let's go back to the beginning. Diddley never knew his father. His mother, Ethel, was a sharecropper's teenage daughter, and he was her only son. She was 16 at the time and didn't want to raise a family or didn't think she could raise a family, so she gave Bo, aka Elias, to her cousin, Gussie McDaniel. McDaniel adopted Bo, and Bo changed his name to McDaniels. He did drop the Otha, so it was just Elias McDaniel. Gussie lost her adopted father in 1934, so five-year-old Bo, Gussie, and her three children moved to the south side of Chicago, came up to our neck of the woods, our area. Well, their area, and I guess now it's our area, however you want to look at it. Bo studied the trombone and the violin at Chicago's Ebenezer Missionary Baptist Church. He was then asked to play the violin in the orchestra, which he did until he was 18, but he fell in love with the joyful rhythmic music that a guitar could make. He's like, I want to play the guitar. Violin is cool. Orchestra's all right. Just not my thing. I want to rock out. And that's exactly what he did. As Diddley got older, he supplemented his carpenter and mechanic income. Those were his jobs or his side gigs, whichever you wanted to look at it. He was playing music on street corners with his friends. He grabbed that guitar, got his friends together, and they were jamming out street corners all over Chicago. 1951, Bo was a regular at the 708 Club in Chicago, playing music influenced by Louis Jordan, John Lee Hooker, and Muddy Waters. Muddy Waters has had an album. We didn't listen to it, but it was on the top 500 albums of all time list. And some of those other guys, Elvis, Buddy Holly, <laughs> they'll be there. You might vote for them. His first record was released in 1955, and his song, Bo Diddley, became a number one R&B hit. Didn't make the top 100 or top 40 lists, but it was number one R&B hit in 1955. His first hit song. Something interesting right here though. November 20th, 1955, Diddley was on the Ed Sullivan Show. That show was huge. I never really watched it because obviously before my time, but anybody that was anybody was on the Ed Sullivan Show. Bo was asked to sing a song 16 tons because he was humming it backstage. And then he saw on the cue card that he was supposed to sing Bo Diddley. So he thought by him getting asked to sing the 16-ton song by a part of the staff and Bo Diddley being on the cue card, he thought he was supposed to sing Bo's songs. So he did. Ed Sullivan got mad, infuriated, and banned him from the show, which he never did return, and said that Bo Diddley wouldn't last six months. Well, let's just say between 1958 and 1963, Checker Records released 11, 11, that's double digits, Bo Diddley albums. Yeah, 11 albums from 58 to 63. In the mid-60s, his albums went the surfing party album route, kind of like the Beach Boys. Just took that market, helped it escalate his career while he helped influence the surfing party culture. In 1963, Bo Diddley was on a UK tour with the Everly Brothers, icons, Little Richard, 
the icon, and the Rolling Stones, one of the best bands ever, but at that time, they were just beginning and nobody really knew who they were. Think about that tour in 1963. A little bit later, he moved to Washington, D.C. from Chicago and built his own studio where he's recording his own albums and recording for others, helping them with their careers. Met this doo-wop group called the Marquis and ran into a guy named Marvin Gaye. Bo Diddley became crazy influential in Marvin Gaye's career and got him to his Motown debut pretty much. Put him in the right spots with the right people and helped Marvin Gaye become Marvin Gaye. You know that name. Everybody listening to this podcast knows the name Marvin Gaye. Bo Diddley had a little screen time. He had a cameo in 1983's Trading Places. He was the Philadelphia pawn shop owner. He was also in George Thorogood's Bad to the Bone video where he portrayed a guitar slinging pool shark. He was also part of the Bo Nose campaign with Bo Jackson. When Bo Jackson was a dominant athlete, football, baseball, pretty much anything he touched, they had a Bo Nose campaign to make Bo Jackson a famous athlete. You gotta have Bo Diddley part of it, right? 2006 was his last guitar performance on an album. It was with the New York Dolls on their album, One Day It Will Please Us to Remember Even This. May 2007, he suffered a stroke one day after a concert. Then a few months later, he had a heart attack. November 2007, he visited his hometown of Macomb, Mississippi, where they unveiled a plaque donated to him on the Mississippi Blues Trail. That had to feel amazing for him to come back to Mississippi and get honored like that. On June 2nd, 2008, Bo Diddley left us because of heart failure. It was not unexpected as 35 family members were around him and they were singing gospel music. Man, we all love our family. He loved music. To go out like that, surrounded by your loved ones, everybody humming, singing, probably playing a guitar. Man, rest in peace, but you went out the right way. He received tributes, or his family received tributes, from the likes of President George W. Bush, B.B. King, R.I.P. to B.B. King. He was a legend, passed away in 2015. Tom Petty, also rest in peace. Jerry Lee Lewis, Little Richard, rest in peace. And Mick Jagger. What a list. Those are your friends. Those are your peers. Sending your family tributes or condolences after you pass away. Bo Diddley was up in that realm of icon, legend. We'll never have another one like him again. That's where he is. Bo was married four times. His first time was when he was 18. That was for one year. His second marriage was in 1949. They had two kids. His third marriage, she was 15 years old. And it was an interracial marriage. All kinds of taboo, all kinds of scandalous magazine, newspaper articles. They had two kids together. He did that at a time that wasn't really accepted, wasn't normal. It is now. And celebrated, appreciated, congratulated. Not at that time, which is sad, stupid, but that's what it is. His fourth marriage was in 1992, but they were divorced by the time he passed away. This is where we get back to the accomplishments. This man is a member of 11 Hall of Fames. Bo Diddley is in 11 Hall of Fames. 
He has six Lifetime Achievement Awards, the Grammy Lifetime Achievement Award, in my mind, my opinion, being the biggest. From 1958 to 1996, 24 albums. 24 albums. But 28 if you count the four collab albums that he has. He had two collaboration albums with Chuck Berry. He had one with Muddy Waters and one with Muddy Waters and Howlin' Wolf. You're telling me Bo Diddley, Muddy Waters, and Howlin' Wolf got together for an album. It has to be on this list, right? The Rolling Stone Top 500 Albums of All Time list. It has to be. Muddy Waters has had an album on this list. Howlin' Wolf and now Bo Diddley have all been on this list. It's got to be, right? It's got to be. I'm really interested to see if that hits this. I really am. And, of course, you'll have the opportunity to vote on Bring It Back. So this album, Go Bo Diddley, from 1958, was 12 songs, 31 minutes and 42 seconds. And maybe that's why I liked it so much. Like, it was quick. Listen to it while you're working out. Listen to it while you're driving just to a close town or a close destination. You could hear the whole album and get a little bit of difference of all his different kind of music, his flows, his everything. It was pretty awesome. The first song is cracking up. Strings and shakers galore. It's about the partner nagging. Whether it's your wife, your husband, boyfriend, girlfriend. Why are you going crazy? Why are you freaking out? I'm doing what you ask. Why are you cracking up? Why are you cracking on me? Why are you getting mad? That's what the song was about. Number two was I'm sorry. Slow, methodic. I mean, you're saying you're sorry. It's never like upbeat and, oh my God, I'm so sorry. No, it was, it's sad. It's sad. There's no uppity up and saying I'm sorry. And that's how his song came. It's like, he was so sorry. I'm so sorry for the bad things I do. I love you, but I'm just an idiot. It's pretty much what he was saying. Please forgive me. But in a slow, methodic, all those words kind of way. Three, Bo's guitar. If I had a number two, I would pick this one. There's no words. It's just a 1990s California surfing vibe type of song, even though it's on a 1958 album. I listened to it when I was writing stories. I put it on, was just jamming out, typing stories for newspapers and magazines. It's a great vibe song. It gets you motivated, want to do something. So if there was a number two, like if I would have ranked every single song, this would be my number two. Number four, Willie and Lily. It's upbeat. It's a 1950s recording. Looking for Lily because he misses her. Where's she at? She left me. Nope. She comes to the door saying, I love you, Willie. So it's like, hey, they got mad at each other. She got mad at him. She left. But she missed him just as much as he missed her. So she comes back. They get back together. Five, you don't love me. You don't care. Very bluesish. Harmonica, shakers, maracas, all in the beat, all in the tunes. You hear it from the beginning to the end. And it's, you don't want me here, but I love you. There's nothing I want to do for you, even though you don't want anything to do with me. Wonder if you've been in that position before. I may have been. Track six was Say Man. And it's really just talking, talking smack to a friend. It's fast, it's simple. The melody is piano, fingers are moving, like you're getting down, but there's really no singing. It's not a song. It's just talking smack to another dude. Like, ha, I'm calling your wife tonight. I don't know if those were the exact words, 
They could have been, but it was stuff like that. Track seven, The Great Grandfather. Another slow beat, very bluesish. Shows his vocal range though. There's high notes, there's baritone. He's all over the place on the vocal range. Eight is Oh Yeah. It's a very, very familiar rift. Everybody can identify with this. It is in all kinds of different songs. All kinds. All kinds. I'm going to let you listen to it so you can figure out what song you are familiar with that this is from. But it's around. It's around. But in this song, the Oh Yeah, it's, he's a tough guy doing what he wants. Oh Yeah. Track nine, Don't Let It Go. Kind of about, you know, hold on to what you got. Don't let it go. Ever. It's yours. Nobody else's. Don't let them take it. Don't you drop it. Don't you lose it. Don't you mess it up. Things like that. The song itself is very fast. You can clap to it. Quick head nods. Slapping your knee. Yeah, you can get down. Track 10 is Little Girl. He's infatuated. Driven crazy. Twangy. Harmonica. Saying that, man, really want to get to know this girl. See what happens. 11. Dearest Darling. Fast Piano. Another harmony that you'll recognize there's shakers he uses a lot of shakers in this album line that i wrote down lord above created you just for me to love that was his pickup line and number 12 which was my favorite waited to the entire end of the album to hear the song that i like the most it's called clock strikes 12 this is the bad to the bone rift same thing it was used for Bad to the Bone, blues piano, wonderful strings, no words, just the instrumental, which I love the best. I love music with no words. I don't know why, but I do. I love to just jam out to listen to the jamming out. I want to hear the shakers, the piano, the guitars, the trombones, the saxophones, all that stuff. I was in the band when I was a little kid. I really wasn't good. I chose to play football and basketball and do other things that probably wasn't really good at either. But I chose that over band, but I will never, 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 never not like music and everything that every instrument and voice can do. And on that instrumental, Clock Strikes 12, one of my favorites as of this moment. Glad I got to listen to this album. Glad I got to listen to this song. And glad I got to know about Bo Diddley because I did not know anything. I did not know him. I did not know his music. I did not know his influence. I didn't know any of that. So happy for Bring It Back so we can figure this stuff out and do it together. We're amidst the dog days of summer. It's hot, it's humid. We're in Illinois. Even if you're not in Illinois, this has been a hot year all over the place, nationwide. Is by your side. Sorry, I had to do that. Hopefully there's no copyright stuff in there. Don't sue me, don't sue me. But with it being so hot, this is a pivotal, pivotal time to worry about your home to fix all those areas in your residence that you scoped out during the cold, the ice, the snow, the rain, the dark, the gloomy skies, and thought they could use a fresh coat of paint, new tiling, new shingles, new drywall, new electrical outlets, or any other renovations or replacements. Olsen Construction is a licensed and insured family-owned and operated company that prides itself in offering family prices with family honesty on any job. Brothers Keith Milas and Tommy Olson have the skills and over 10 years of experience each to install, demolish, build, recreate, calculate, and formulate 
renovations in any home, in any room, hallway, staircase, garage, shed, or basement. If you didn't hear all the options that were listed, they're there. They can do absolutely everything. For a free estimate, call 815-910-5982. Check out the Olson Construction LLC page on Facebook or send an email to olsonconstruction 19 at gmail.com. My man, Illboy, the album GMB, Grown Man Business, concert, May 6th at Five Bar in Beloit, Wisconsin, was amazing. Was amazing. Illboy brought out Juicy Moreau, Red One, All Day J, Sincere Yours, Bill Bros Baggins, and his cousin, great R&B singer, Whitley D. Will not say Whitley D, Illboy's cousin, again, we got that point. She's a great artist on her own. Doesn't need the connections. It's cool that she has them, but she doesn't need them. Her voice carried itself. And everybody's rapping ability, their musical ability, the way they vibed with the crowd, it was all on point. They were all doing their thing. Can't wait for you guys to listen to all of them. So why am I still talking? Why don't we listen to them? Let's go. It's a few days later. I mean, we had to let it soak it in. Make sure Illboy knew exactly what he just did or how the show went before we had him on. And we're going to start this podcast with him, his show, his release party for his album. Illboy, man, that night, that show, it was pretty dope. Man, we definitely appreciate you coming, man. It definitely was lit. I definitely enjoyed myself. I like how you did it. It was a, It was kind of a showcase. I mean, you had... I want to say six or seven artists in front of you. Then you were the headliner. And yes, as the night progressed, like more people were coming in. It was getting more live. It was it was a really good time. Started good and then ended amazing. So it was kind of like a, you know, just a really good showcase of talent and especially you at the end there. Man, I definitely just appreciate everybody tapping in, coming out. You know, shout out to Levi, the bar owner. Uh, we had put it together. Uh, we had felt good about it, so I'm just glad that everything turned out. People showed up. Most of all, people had a good time, man. That's what it's all about. Five Bar in Beloit, Wisconsin. I'd never heard of it. I put what we were doing on my Facebook, and even my cousin reached out like, oh, I love that place. And anybody that I've spoke to since then that I've heard of it or been there, everybody's like, man, Five Bar is awesome. Yeah, everybody loves Five Bar. It's a chill atmosphere, dog-friendly bar. That was something different for me. It's just like a chill bar, and everybody really been enjoying it. It's small, it's personal, so it's dope. I only saw one dog, and it was kind of cute and all, but if you had food, you pretty much had to run for cover. Man, that dog was chasing me and begging me, and that was crazy. But you had a lot of uh, links, too. I mean, you had a rapper from Detroit. You had rappers from Waukegan. You had Nice Radio. Madison. Yeah, Madison, Wisconsin, all over the place. Yes, sir. And that's the same with this thing all the way from Detroit, man. Shout out to him. I really enjoyed his performance. Just really appreciate him uh, taking the time to invest into my showcase. Like, just come out. So, he definitely did his thing. All the artists did, man. It was, like I said, if you, if you missed out, man, really missed out because it was a nice night. Let's talk about this album, GMB. What do we got here? About it. GMB, man, grown man business. is uh project featuring uh, some mainstream artists, Young Buck, Lil Flip, 
Swifty McVay from D12, Planet Asia, a couple more names. We really just wanted to put the showcase together, highlight the uh, success of getting these features, just have a good time. The crazy thing is, is me being a rat fan and knowing how shows and stuff goes, I think it was put together well. I think the layout of the artist, not saying that, hey, the first one was the worst and then built up, but the vibes of the music, how everything just kind of blended together for a show in Beloit, Wisconsin on a, you know, random May day. Like, it, it was really, really well done. Man, we appreciate that, man, and I think it speaks values to the community and how they're responding to uh, Levi and his bar. So when a bar is already popping, people are excited about it. It doesn't take a whole lot to, you know, come in and put a show together and, and, and put your stamp on it. So, yeah. I mean, I got there an hour and a half before the show. The bar was already packed. We were trying to figure out where to set up stuff. We had the Edge of Your Seat podcast banner, some shirts for sale, trying to figure out where to put it. And then when the show approached, there still wasn't any more room. Actually, there was less. More people were coming in. So we're like, all right, we're just going to station right here as they walk through some business cards, things like that. And it worked out pretty well. And what I really did like as the show was going on, if there was not saying any artist was bad i liked every single one but somebody else you know they're like yeah you know not my vibe they could walk out go through the little hallway get a drink listen to some different music and then maybe you know a little bit later come back in and you know another artist was going so it was kind of a cool format and how it was all set up most definitely most definitely uh like I said, it's small and it's personal and i like the layout of it and uh, the, the atmosphere that uh you know the bar owner is creating for his establishment so it was all dope. How long did it take you to put GMB together? Well, you know what, man? I've been sitting on some of these uh, big name records for, uh, I'd say, about a year and a half. And then uh, I got an opportunity to work with a couple more artists. So I'm like, man, let's put this all together and uh, let's, let's give this uh, to the people. Getting back, because I'm, I'm getting off track, I guess I would say, uh, I would say maybe about a year, a year and some change. It took us to uh, put this project together, come up with this. And, you know, get it all rolled. How did the idea come for you to put on a show for the release party and bring in other acts to, you know, kind of get people out and listen to everybody's music, not just yours? Well, you know, I'm an artist and I'm also, you know, an entrepreneur. So I have that entrepreneur mindset. I think I wear that hat a lot more than uh, the artist, but I got to wear them both. And uh, I just wanted to come up with some different things to uh, really showcase them, you know, put it in front of people. So I just, you know, Young Buck, Lil Flip, all those guys, they got a fan base. They've all had their uh, time in the sun. I really just wanted to, to bring some awareness that people know, hey, your boy, your boy on the record with these guys, too. Out of all the features that you have on this album, Young Buck's probably my favorite. Your song and just in general, I've been a Young Buck fan pretty much since G-Unit. That's what's up. Are you asking me what my favorite record is then? I, you just told me what yours one is. I just told you mine. Yeah, who's yours? What was your favorite one? Man, you know, I had uh, the microphone. Obviously, the young uh, mouth is definitely one of my favorite records. But uh, another record I just hold uh, near and dear to me is the record I got with uh, Swifty from B12. He's a Detroit guy. He's Midwest. I'm Midwest. So it's really dope to uh, link up with somebody who has been in the game as long as Swifty had. Know, had the success that he had and I mean man the man rubbed shoulders and was in a group with him and him so definitely an honor and privilege to uh, privilege 
is about then. I know nobody thinks this about eight mile, but that's kind of like the start of D12 in eight mile. You're right. You're right. I can't believe how long that's been out. Now that we're talking about this movie, I just thought, man, <laughs> it's been out for a while. And believe it or not, when I was at SIU, which you went to SIU too, I did a music class presentation with 8 Mile, and I used the battle at the very, very end for my presentation it was me and a partner and she was really into hip-hop so she's like yeah let's do it we got a b and it was pretty much just because it was rap and they weren't ready for it <laughs> hey i'll take a b over a c any day you know what i'm saying but uh they should probably get you that hey man i thought it was good i thought that was a good uh little presentation out there oh yeah he already know he already know how did you get this group of artists there, like you said, you had Sincere from Detroit. You had Juicy Monroe from Madison. Man, just politicking and networking, jumping in people's inboxes, uh, running Facebook, Instagram ads, people reaching back out to me. So it felt good. I felt like people were uh, taking notice to uh, my Facebook, Instagram ads. And I already knew uh, a few of the artists, and I was lucky to uh, just, you know, be able to lock them in. And that's how that went. Nice, nice. So what's next for you? I mean, you got this album, just came out. I'm sure we can listen to it everywhere. Yeah, man, we on all platforms with it. We're going to continue to uh, promote this project. It's an a, a track EP. Um, I haven't uh, officially released a single from it yet, so that's in the works. More music coming from me, man. Got a lot of more music in the vault. I actually got a whole album ready, you know what I'm saying? couple more big name features, some more um, records and appearances from other independent artists. I mean, I've just been making a lot of music and um, just, just throwing it in the boat. Are you doing kind of like a DMX thing where he comes out with like three albums in a year and a half? Uh, we're going to see, man. Um, you know, it's up in the air, man. It's all what the budget can do at this time. And uh, just marketing and making it make sense type of thing. Man, I'm just a guy who, who, who loves uh, his craft, constantly working, constantly uh, trying to stay uh, current and just, just keep making music, man. They said a way that you can continue to keep your fans is just consistent music, so that's what we want to do. Definitely. Either DMX in 1998 or No Limit in 97. Man, Master P shaped the game up the way he came through, man. I, I swear, like, every three weeks, it was an album coming out, like... <laughs> Well, thanks for having Edge of Your Seat Podcast at your release party. It was a great time. Linked up with a lot of people. Got our name out there. Got your name out there. Now we're going to get the name of the rest of the artists that were on the card, which I said the card was amazing. Lots of good music. Lots of good people. Had an opportunity to chat with every single one of them. And now we'll let... The Edge of Your Seat podcast audience listen to them as well. So thank you for putting this all together and having everybody a part of this, my man. Man, thank you for coming out, man. And, you know, we're going to, um, or we locked in, I should say. So, you know, we're going to be doing some more work, man. It's always love, and uh, I appreciate you and your brand. Edge of Your Seat podcast, still at Ill Boy Show. And, man, this person I got with me right here was crazy awesome. Had me bumping my head the entire time. Okay. Juicy Monroe, right here with us. That stuff was crazy. Thank you so much. Yes, I, I, you know I love what I do. I love, I love performing. That's like my specialty. I love performing. 
Of course, I love rapping. I always bring the bars, but the energy always gotta be there. Got always, it. definitely. I don't like to like compare people, but I felt like I was like a little Kim show. <laughs> don't get the two my horn, like two two. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, she's definitely one of my influences. Um, gotta give it up to all the one the greats before me. Definitely, um, Lil Kim, Missy, Foxy, Love Nikki. You know all the greats, really. That was good at what they do. Definitely, and you did the rapping, and then in the middle you had a like an R&B song where yes. you were singing. So yes. you kind of like mix and match and yes. make all kinds of music. Yes, I do. So a lot of times people don't know that I'm um, in the beginning. I started off as a singer. So, but I found out that I couldn't express myself the way I wanted to through R&B. And I'm all I'm a writer, so I write all my own material. So I just started, you know. Going to certain hip hop beats, I started with spoken poetry, doing spoken word, then I did the regular poem, turned it into my songs. Perfect. Yes. Where are you from? Um, I'm originally from Chicago. Okay. Yes. Okay. Um, I'm actually migrating back um, towards Atlanta next year. Right okay. now, I'm stationed in Madison, Wisconsin. Gotcha. Stationed. Yes. Army? Just, I'm just there. <laughs> I know you said stationed. Right. Are you in the Army too? Because nah. it sounds like you could be. Nah, <laughs> right? <laughs> nah. Nah. Awesome. So behind your music, what are some, you know, we all have like topics or things that we try to yeah. express, things about you. Yes. What are those that are in your music? Perseverance, strength. Um, I like to have a good time, so I always bring a little bit of fun to my music. It's really, I'm not going to say it's hard being a female rapper, but it's hard to be taken seriously. So I always want to make sure that I'm bringing other topics aside from sex. I do not want, my bars are not sexually influenced, they're more about life, more about experiences, more about my ups and downs as a woman, as a mom, and as an artist. Nice. Yes. And when you walked on the stage, you like, owned it. Like, it was yours. You could tell just your demeanor. Thank like, you. Hey, this is my stage right now. Yes. I'll, any stage I touch is mine. Period. It don't even matter. Yes. I love it. What do you Thank got you. going next in your music, and yes. where can we hear you? Um, I'm on Spotify, YouTube, um, I'm on all musical platforms. And then I'm having a remix to uh, Click Clack, which is a, a fan favorite. I did not perform it tonight. I do apologize, but I had some issues with my mix tonight. But Click Clack is a favorite, and the remix is dropping in about a month. And then I got some visuals coming in June, and then a project, a full project, my first industry-based mixtape in July. That's awesome. Thank That's you. That's awesome. Thank you. Juicy Monroe, I know you spell your name a little different. Just yes. so everybody knows, how do we spell this? Yes, J-U-C-I-E. M-O-N-R-O-E. Perfect. Thank, Thank you. you for joining Edge of Your Seat Podcast. You were amazing. Oh, of course. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Edge of Your Seat Podcast, still here at Ill Boys. Album release party. We got Red One from Rockford. Just Yo. was on the stage. Man, you threw it down. I appreciate it, bro. You know, I just wanted to go out and get the best show that I could. We just talked real quick before I hit the record button. We're kind of like from the same area. Yeah. We live right where I used to live in right Rockford. Yeah, I stay right over where you where you started. That's yeah. where I am now, y'all. I just can't rap. <laughs> <laughs> what, where's your style come from? I mean, you had three songs and they were kind of different each one of them. I did that purposely because I wanted to show how many styles I had. And that's just three of them. That's just, there's more than that. But I just don't want to be, I don't want to be able to be put in a lane. I don't want to be able to be categorized at all. So that's where that, that comes from. Gotcha. You want to be like, hey, I can do everything. Everything. Versatile. And it's still going to be different than the normal. Yeah. 
Definitely. You got through, I think, a song and a half, two songs, then you took off the jacket. And I was like, uh-oh, it's serious. Man, man I got hot, man. I got hot, yeah. But Blessings, I took the jacket off because that Blessings means a lot to me, that song right there. And I just uh, scheduled it for release at the end of this month. Okay. Yeah. So Blessings was your third song, which was yeah. real emotional. Yeah. Then you had a banger. And yeah. then what was kind of the other, the third song? The, the third song was Blessings. The, the first one was... Uh, no critics, something slower, just a lower tempo, then throw that. That's uh, something that's new. It's not even scheduled for release yet, it's unreleased. I made that specifically for this event. Perfect. You know, although you can do all of them, what's kind of your favorite? Do you like the up tempo? Do you like the slow grimy ones? What's your I favorite? like any, any tempo as long as it's spoken word deep and meaningful. I like to. I like the metaphors and analogies and stuff like that to be as creative as I could be. That's why I chose music, because it gives me the unlimited creativity outlet. Definitely, what's up? Uh, we all got influences. Who are oh, some influences that, you know, hey, I want to do this, make it me, but you know, I'm going off of them. I say definitely Kevin Gates, J. Cole, Tupac. I grew up listening to a lot of old school. Them will be the top three I can think of off the top of my head. I mean, that's a pretty elite <laughs> top three. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Most of. Good stuff. Good I stuff. I appreciate you, bro. So how long you been doing this? You said you're 27? 28. 28. Yeah. So 28, how long you been doing this? I'm almost on year three. Year three? Almost, yeah. And how many shows have you done? This is my third show. A couple auditions, but yeah, this is, this is the third show, yeah. How is it when you get up there? I mean, you got lights, you got people, everybody looking at you, but it's your music. So is it, how's it go? It gets easier each time. And when I see people getting into it, then it makes me lose the, the nerves. But yeah, it only take a, few, a couple seconds for the nerves to get out. My The part I'm working on right now is trying to keep up with myself on the tracks because I got so much different stuff. It's hard to remember what I did. I, it's crazy. <laughs> I hear you, I hear you. So what's next with you and where can we listen to your music? More shows and more shows, more shows. And you can listen to me anywhere, absolutely anywhere from Pandora to Spotify to YouTube. Uh, Red One, change the E to a three. So R3D on N3, but Red One, yeah. Perfect. All right, thanks for joining the Edge of Your Seat Podcast. Hey, man, you, you were dope. Hey, thank you. Dope. I appreciate you, bro. For sure. As a business owner, one of the issues you have to be aware of is injury and liability to your staff. An injury can lead to open shifts because an employee is unable to work, a possible lawsuit, and other grievances at the workplace. SureStep Illinois is a woman-owned small business based out of Tonica that is here to help eliminate those injuries and liabilities, which are the number one workman's compensation claim in America, the whole country. SureStep Illinois is a non-slip treatment that will not change the look, texture, or appearance of the tile it's placed on, whether it's residential, business, indoor, or outdoor applications. The non-slipness has been independently tested in labs as SureStep has achieved the highest dynamic coefficient of friction in the industry. That's a big deal. And that's a big deal. Why? Because competitors are slipping to catch up. There's absolutely no business downtime as the tile or floor SureStep is applied to can be worked on, stepped on, jumped on, and if you want to, danced on right after the treatment is applied. SureStep by Illinois also offers strip waxing non-slip coatings for a little extra stick with some texture and look changes to the applied surface. Contact Mary Jean Orozco at 
888-688-6565 to get SureStep Illinois today. All right, we have All Day Jay with us, still at Ill Boy's release party, album release party. You're about to get on stage. I know you're ready for this. Yeah, most definitely, man. Uh, been working with Ill Boy for a long time now. It's good to see him for the release his project. And so, you know, obviously I'm here to perform, but I'm also here to support him as well. Perfect. How long you been in the game? How long you been doing this? I've been doing music since I was a kid, really. My dad got me into making beats and writing songs, but I've probably been doing it seriously for about five, six years now. Okay, okay. How old are you now? I'm 27. Okay. Yeah. So kind of young, but not young. Like, you've yeah, been around, right, you got right. some life experience. Yeah, exactly, exactly. All right, cool. Where are you from? I'm from Freeport, Illinois, but right now I'm in Chicago. Okay. My mom lives in Freeport. Oh, for so real? I, yeah. I've been in Freeport. It's yeah. cool. Good little spot. Yeah. So when you're you're rapping, you're doing your thing, what is some topics, some themes, some life deals that you get in your music? Man, I'd really just kind of rap about, like, what I, go, what I know and what I go through. You know, it's easy to, like, put on a front and rap about something that you don't live, but that's not me at all. I kind of just, I'm, like, everywhere with it, and I rap about, you know, just chilling. On the day-to-day, I rap about women, relationships, um, just anything that comes to my mind. But I just take my experiences and kind of try to put that into a song form. Okay, okay. Who are some influences, some people that you're listening to, like, hey, I like their style, kind of do that, but, you know, make it your own. Who are some of them? Uh, I would say my biggest influence is Kanye, because um, I make beats, too. So, you know, I rap and I make beats, so he's definitely, like, my biggest influence. But a few of my other influences is Jay-Z, uh, J. Cole, Travis Scott. Kendrick, man, so many people, but them's probably like my top ones. Uh, those are some big names. Those are some yeah. good influences. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> definitely, yeah. definitely. So what do you got next up? Anything, like any projects, anything that you got in the works that you're ready to do? Yeah, I got a, a mixtape dropping pretty soon. It's called Symphony of the Night. I've been working on it for probably the past year or so. Um, so I'm excited to get that rollout going. Uh, I got a couple singles I'm going to drop, and then we're going to drop the full project, hopefully this summer. All right. Have you done any work with Ill Boy? Any songs together? Uh, first One Million Remix. Okay. First One Million Remix with okay. Boy. Um, and that's uh, that's doing a lot of streams. So he definitely, um, he dropped a new project, but he's still been pushing that real hard. So um, that's probably like my favorite Ill Boy song too, is First One Million Remix. Not even just because I'm on it, but. Awesome. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I definitely did some beats for Ill Boy. Not off this project, but off his uh, 519 album. I think I did a couple beats on that. Okay. When you're making beats, are you kind of an up-tempo guy? Or are you a gritty, grimy beat? What kind of beats do you try to produce? Man, I'm everywhere. My personal favorite, I like soul samples. So I like chopping samples. Um, I like flipping, you know, old songs into something just completely new. But I can really do anything. I can do the trap. I can do R&B beats. I can do whatever. But soul samples is definitely where it's at for me. Perfect. Where can we hear your stuff, whether it's you rapping or your beats? Where, where can we check you out? Uh, you can follow me on all social media at I'm All Day J. And then uh, as far as music, I'm on every platform, Apple Music, Spotify, Tidal, YouTube, SoundCloud, wherever. Perfect. Thank you for joining that Jersey Podcast, man. I'm ready to listen to you. Yeah, appreciate you having me. Sure. We got Sincere with us at Ill Boys release party where he's yes, got sir. everybody out here. Yes, sir. Sincere, you're about to be on stage. You hyped for this? Oh, yeah. I'm super hyped. I'm super hyped. This is my first performance in a little while. You know, the pandemic came around and kind of slowed things down. So it's me pretty much getting the ball back rolling. So I'm ready to get it going. I'm ready to tear it down, man. For sure. 100%. How long you been doing this? Doing it for a minute. Um, 
you know, getting trying to get as, as consistent as I possibly can with it, but I pretty much been doing music and taking it really hard for about five years, or four, four to five years or so, so yeah. And it's now I'm about to really just get the ball rolling and try to make any little progress I can and just snowball, try to snowball, yeah, for sure. Definitely, where are you from originally? From Detroit, Michigan, born and raised. Detroit, Michigan, born and raised, right on the east side, yes sir. And now you're out here? Yep, came out, that's what you gotta do, man. You gotta get out, see some different people, man, move around a little bit everything like that yep okay just to let you know the detroit pistons 2004 like one of my favorite teams ever. oh yeah that's one of the best teams period man you know what i'm saying big big shot billups you know what i'm saying richard hampton yeah i was actually down there for a couple of those games and uh when they won the championship yes sir that's one okay. of my favorite teams too definitely coming from detroit moving around being in different places i mean probably opens your your eyes your ears really your ears to different kinds of music where do you kind of base yours around what kind of styles um, definitely, I try to be as versatile as I can, you know, um, you know, I'm coming with, you know, some of the hard stuff, but I really want to put my focus on my lyrics and what I say, you know, just be an all-around artist, and, you know, that's a continuous growth, you know, you can never be done learning just like anything in life, you know what I'm saying, so there's that, getting better with doing harmonies and everything like that, so that's, you know, pretty much where I'm at with it, try to be as versatile as I can, you know, well-rounded. Okay. When it comes to lyrics, uh, we all have like major themes of our lives and things that come out in songs. What are yep. a couple of yours that when you're rapping that comes out? Where I come from, you know, everything about me is, you know, seated of where I come from. Detroit, you know, it's, it's a hard body city, you know, just doing that and taking whatever life experiences that I've been, you know, been through and just putting them into music, man. Just putting them in music. But also I'm influenced by a variety of music. My musical taste in my ear is vast. You know, is that hip hop, rock? You know, I like techno, Tokyo pop. I like everything. You know what I'm saying? I don't. You know, like Adele is one of my favorite artists. You know what I'm saying? So it's like my 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 taste is is, is pretty vast, man. Yeah. 100%. Did you watch the Adele special? I love Adele. I watch everything she does. I'm, a, I'm a, I, it's it's gonna come out. If, if Adele's there, I'm watching. That's one of my. That's I, I love her. That's awesome. That's awesome. Definitely. So it sounds like when your music even is kind of different genres, it's not just the one thing. It, it moves around. A little bit. A little bit. You know, I kind of, on my first project called Keep Inside Life's Love, I kind of tried to keep it, you know, flatline and, and have a good groove to it as far as everything that matches. But what I'm coming with next, I'm trying to come all around the board. You know, that's just even, like I said, never stop learning, trying to work on myself vocals, everything like that. So I'm, my next project, I'm definitely trying to come all around the world with it, 100%. All right, man, with that said, where can we hear you? Where can we check out your stuff? Uh, Sincerely Yours on Instagram. Follow Sincere on all digital platforms, Apple Music, Spotify, everything. You know, just, just give me a follow. You know, I follow back. I'm willing to work with anybody. I'm just out here trying to network, man, trying to network and just push my, my music pretty far, man, 100%. All right, man. Thanks for joining Edge of Your Seat Podcast. Yeah, I'm ready to hear you. Oh, yeah. Appreciate it, man. Thank you so much, man. Edge of Your Seat Podcast in Beloit, Wisconsin. We're at Five Bar. Never been here before. This place is cool. It's got like a 70s vibe, but it's still live. Like, you could do a rap show here, and that's what we're doing. Ill Boy doing his album release party, and he's having everybody else on, including my guest right here, Bill Bro. What's going on, man? Not much, man. Chilling, man. Ready to rock the stage. Where are you from? I'm from Waukegan, bro. Waukegan coming out to Beloit. Yeah. I mean, how long have you been doing this? 
I've been doing it since I was like 12, man, but as of recently, that's kind of when I started doing performances, you know? Okay, how old are you now? 22. Okay. Yeah. Well, you got a little 10 year <laughs> gap in there. You're like, hey, I got this. You know? What kind of music do you try to do? I do rap and hip hop, you know what I'm saying? But I also love R&B and I feel like my roots tie there, you know? Okay, who are some influences? People that you listen to, they're like, hey, you know, I want to do something like them, but not them. Right, I'd probably say maybe 50 Cent, you know what I'm saying? Soldier Boy, Lil Wayne, you know what I'm saying? Some of the rawest rappers in the game. I like that you said Lil Wayne, he's my favorite always. Hey! <laughs> For sure. Uh, how did you link up with Ill Boy and get on this card? I mean, this card is stacked. Yeah, I know, man. I linked up with Ill Boy a few, a few years back, you know what I'm saying? And we just stayed in tune and, you know what I'm saying, been doing things like this. And he reached out. I felt like it was a good opportunity, so I came and did it, you know what I'm saying, to celebrate his album. Perfect. Behind your music, you know, everybody's got an inspiration or something that's, you know, motivating them or something that's in their music, something they're rapping about. What's the main gist behind your music and why you're doing it? Man, the struggle uh, where I come from, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, there's just a lot of things that I've always wanted that I might not have been able to have. So it just pushed me to believe in myself and just keep going until I can get it. Perfect, perfect. I like that. That makes me want to listen to you already. Um, bro. <laughs> where, so where can we hear you? Where can I, we check out your stuff? Uh, Apple Music, Spotify, all platforms, really. Even YouTube, uh, at Bill Bros Baggins on Instagram. So really just Bill Bros Baggins. That's B-I-L-B-R-O-S-E-B-A-G-G-I-N-Z on all platforms. Sounded like fabulous right there. Yeah. Spelled out the name. I like it. <laughs> All right, man. I'm ready to hear you. So let's do this. Appreciate it, man. Awesome, man. Good stuff. Edge of Your Podcast had our first performance at Ill Boys album release party. We have, go ahead and say your name. Whitley D. And I wanted you to do that because your voice is beautiful. Thank you. I was listening to you. I was like, man, whoa, whoa. Like, you can hit some notes that I would never even think of hitting. <laughs> Did you train your voice, schooling? How did you get to that point? So pretty much, you can say that my mom, she pretty much had her foot in my ass since I was four years old. I used to sing Gina Turner joints when I was four years old. I used to go down the local Elk Lodge in North Chicago when my grandfather was alive, God rest his soul, because he was from the Elk Lodge itself. He was a Mason and he was also in the army as well too. So I would go down there with my stepbrothers at the time and sing too much talking baby. And whatever little Tina Turner joint that was cool at the time, I used to have my little wigs and outfits on. I'm like, you know, from then on out, it was like history, so. <laughs> Perfect, and you did two covers tonight. One was Michael Jackson. Yes, Michael Jackson's Lady of My Life, and the other one was Indy Irie's um, Ready for Love. So you did Michael Jackson acapella, and then you did the other one, and they both sounded amazing. Indy Irie was uh, acapella. Michael Jackson one was the one with the instrumental. Mm -hmm. Sorry, yeah. I flipped up. It's okay. <laughs> So you did the one acapella, you did one just normal singing, yes. and you knocked them both out of the park. Thank Are these two songs that you practiced a lot, that you just grew up listening to, or how did you vibe to it so well? A bit of both. I mean, I've had a crush on Michael since I was like five years old. That's kind of where that came from, and of course, you know, his music is there, very, very therapeutic to me. And yeah, I've been knowing that song in particular since I was nine. So um, I've just been like pushing out certain things that kind of match my range because I have like an alto somewhat of like a lower soprano type of range as you heard. Um, I don't like to push my limits as much, but then again, if I have to, I'll have to in order for the sound to sound good. So yeah, that was pretty much what I gave tonight. <laughs> so where are you from? I am from Waukegan. Waukegan. I am from the northern, yes. I am from the northern Chicago suburbs, about like 10, 15 minutes away from the Wisconsin border. <laughs> okay, so you're right on the border. Yes. 
So do you got like, some Illinois stuff to your music, Wisconsin? I know it's right next to each other. We're all Midwest states, but me listening to a lot of music. Illinois and Wisconsin, right? it's got different sounds to it. Let me tell you something. I'm a Bears fan. <laughs> I love it. I'm a whole Illinois girl. What you mean? <laughs> I love it. She goes straight to the Bears. Uh-huh. Perfect, perfect, perfect. So how long have you been singing? How long have you been doing this? I've been singing since I was four, you know, in school, in church, here and there. Having to leave, you know, class or whatever. Having to leave school at a certain time and having to throw on a long, long uh, skirt because I came from those really, really strict Baptist churches. And I was baptized as uh, Mount Zion Missionary Baptist Church in Zion, Illinois. And it was one of those churches where they were really strict and you had to have like a skirt on and that's pretty much the first church that I ever sang in. So... We're the friendliest of all people, but then again, of course, that's where I got my kickoff as far as singing in ch- uh, church is concerned. So I've done concert choir. I've done t- uh, concert choir in high school, college. I've gone to San Antonio, Texas, Los Angeles, LA, um, Toronto, Canada, Missouri, uh, St. Louis, Missouri, all of them beautiful places. Perfect. But, so what do you got going on in your music and where can we hear you at? So pretty much um, I am still working with, I call him the family producer, Dynasty. Um, we're supposed to be, well, maybe cutting some type of album, maybe like consisting of five to six songs. So I can at least get my feet wet. Then again, this uh, fall of 2022, I want to get back into my old schools of College Lake County's Gospel Choir. So, because I always told my mom, if I don't do anything with my voice, I at least want to give it back to the Lord. I do love God. I love the Lord. He loves me. I'm more spiritual than I am religious. That's a whole nother conversation. I just love singing and ever since my mother pushed me to be you know the woman that I am today and I have you know the talents that I have today not trying to toot my own horn I want to keep doing it I don't want to stop I don't care what profession I am I'm this is gonna be my side hustle like until forever so definitely. Mm-hmm. definitely we're definitely gonna have to link up for a full episode just you and I cuz uh, you get talking you got a lot of stories oh, I love yeah. it. <laughs> You're like, yeah, yeah, I got stories. I love it. I love yeah. it. That's what we do at LGBT Podcast. We tell stories. For sure. Well, thank you for joining. It was awesome listening to you. And I hope you know the best with your career. Thank you, baby.